Hello, and welcome back to Bell Cartel Radio. This is Carly Bell, and this is episode number two. Make sure if you did not hear last week's episode where I explained to you guys how and why I sold P, yes, P, um, to save a college student and help her pass a drug test, a complete stranger. <laughs> Make sure you guys listen to that story in episode number one. So today, we are going to be talking about a story that is very personal to me. I thought that I should go over this in the beginning of this podcast, just because it really prefaces, I mean, it's my life story, essentially. (laughs) It's the reason I'm here making this podcast, you know, why my voice is coming into your ears. We need to go over this, you know? Who am I? Why am I here? So I'm going to tell you guys right now. So for those of you who maybe you know, maybe you don't know, um, my job, my main source of income, what I spend most of my time doing is being an adult content creator. And when you tell people that you are an adult content creator, you either get a lot of questions, maybe some judgy looks, um, or you just get complete silence because people don't know what to think or say or ask. And I get it. There's a lot of stigma around being an adult content creator. Um, And so I want to talk to you guys about that today, how I ended up, you know, doing what I do and what I think of it, what I think for, you know, the future of the adult industry and how things have really changed, especially this year, 2020. Um, so yeah, let's, let's get into it. I want to tell you guys my life story. (laughs) So I won't go all the way back to 1996. We will fast forward to 2008 when I was around 12 years old. (laughs) And I know that seems like really far back, but I just have some things to preface the rest of my information. So in 2008, when I was around 12 years old, my father passed away unexpectedly. Um, That was definitely the hardest thing I ever went through. It was a shock to my family and to me, of course. I, prior to that, had the perfect idealistic childhood with two parents that loved each other. They loved me. And I had a really great life and a great childhood. No traumatic experiences, just very generic, fabulous childhood. And then my dad passed away very suddenly. Um, It was, again, the hardest thing I've ever been through. I don't even have to explain that. But yeah, So when I was 12, my dad died. And I like to preface this story with the mention of that for people who maybe don't know. Um, It's not something I openly talk about or really share for many, many reasons. One reason being, you know, who wants to talk about someone's dad dying when they're trying to look at booty pictures? Like, it's not really my... It's not good for my audience, but because this is my podcast, I'm trusting you with this information. Um, And because it's so personal that you don't want to always put stuff like that out there because I just felt like, 
you know, the world didn't really deserve to know that story or part of me. I wanted to keep a lot of, I mean, I think I always will keep a lot of that personal. I keep family stuff to family, but this is my new podcast. So we are trying new things. I'm talking about things that make me uncomfortable. It might make you uncomfortable, but talking about them helps us both, you know? So yeah, my dad passed away and I don't share that very openly. Um, People who know me, of course, know it is such a huge part of my life. It is such an influence on who I really am, um, having gone through that. But I, I do preface my whole story with the talk of my dad dying because I think that I grew up really, really fast. And when I say I grow up fast, I think that carries a stigma of, you know, when I was 12, I was out in the streets drinking and having sex. And that was not the reality of it. When I say I grew up really fast, it was more about the emotional part aspects of life, the feeling of, you know, when you're in seventh grade, everyone cares about, oh, what did Bill say to Bob? And oh, and, you know, talking shit about people. And what does she look like? And oh, is her hair pretty? And oh, did she kiss this boy? Is she texting him, you know, when sidekicks were a thing and just very gossipy, petty, childish in seventh grade. Um, Not to say that I wasn't, you know, a kid, but I do feel that I grew up faster than most of my peers in the sense of I did not give a fuck (laughs) what anyone said about petty things. Um, constantly in my mind whenever anyone would be complaining about anything I wanted to snap on people and say my fucking dad died fuck you (laughs) I carried a lot of anger um and it made me feel separate from my peers I felt that you know I know something you guys don't know and I've been through something you cannot relate to and that made me feel very alone Um, I always had friends. Yes, I would say I was popular and I, you know, had a good life. Even after my dad died, I had a nice home. I always had food in my belly and I was absolutely loved by my mother. I love my mom. She's my hero. And as I became a teenager, I felt this separation from me and my peers. I felt that they didn't understand the meaning of life or the sensitivity of life. And I just constantly thought, even in middle school and especially in high school, oh, what a joke this is. And you guys think this is the whole world and the whole universe revolves around if you're wearing Abercrombie and Fitch jeans or Sun or if you got a car for Christmas or if your parents are letting you, you know, go to prom and sleep over a boy's house. I was just so separate from what I felt all of my peers were going through. And in this process of feeling bored um, and separate and alone, I 
discovered parts of myself that I feel my peers did not have the chance to explore until maybe later on in their lives. Maybe they still haven't, you know, figured some things that I feel that I figured out. Um, And so what I mean by that is, let's get into the more juicy stuff. When I was in high school, I had a long-term boyfriend. I had a few, I guess you could say, long-term boyfriends. I was a boyfriend kind of girl. I liked holding hands. I liked having a relationship. I think that security that I felt from having a boyfriend could be related to losing my dad and wanting um, a secure relationship, you know, male or not, but a relationship with a male who made me feel safe and comfortable. And I constantly was craving that um, enjoyable feeling of like, this guy really likes me. And so therefore, um, I sent a nude video to a boy. And at this time in high school, of course, we were all sending nudes. This was in 2013. So it was before you know, OnlyFans and every girl has an OnlyFans. And before people were posting basically nudes on Instagram, this was when sending a nude was, you know, more of a headline kind of story. Nowadays, it's like everyone is nude. Your fucking grandma has probably sent a nude. (laughs) If she can figure that out, which she probably can. Let's, Let's be real. So in high school, I sent a nude. Okay, that doesn't really seem like that big of a deal yet. Just wait. So I sent a nude video. In this video, I'm 17 years old. So first of all, I'm I'm underage in the video. And I say that because this video, I mean, you would have thought people had never seen a naked girl before. I sent this video out to a boy I had never hooked up with. We were just texting, beginning to text. I just had gone through a breakup with one of my longer term high school boyfriends. So I was like, you know, let's have a little bit of fun. This boy's cute, whatever. I'm bored. I'm going to send him a video. Didn't put that much thought into it. So I send the nude video. You know, I'm not really thinking that much of it other than, oh, he'll probably like this and get the point that I'm interested. And, you know, maybe like hooking up. Not much more than that. I didn't want much more than that with that dumbass, but (laughs) he was cute. Okay. So I sent him the video. And I don't know exactly what happened after that. The first, you know, 24 hours were quiet. I'm sure he responded. I can't remember now because a lot of traumatic things happened after this that caused me to blur out some of the details, but we will get to that. So I send him the video and we continue texting, you know, flirty, whatever. This boy has a twin sister bitch. (laughs) This boy is a twin sister in my grade. So these two kids are in my grade. If you went to my school, you fucking know who it is. I'll just say, fuck both of them. Fuck your whole family. Anyway, so this twin sister, right? This is the supposed story because I guess we'll never really know the truth, but we're going to just lead back to this of this bitch. (laughs) How do I start? This bitch Her twin brother, I don't know, tells her that, you know, I sent a video. This girl and I were, 
acquaintances. I would not necessarily say friends, but we were in the same social circle or whatever you want to call it. This year, I was becoming a little bit more ostracized than ever before in my junior year of high school because I was smoking weed pretty consistently, um, kissing boys. I didn't care if these boys had girlfriends or not because I'm just trying to have fun. I'm fucking 11th grade. So I was becoming more and more ostracized by this group of girls who I had you know, been friends with throughout high school. When I sent this nude video to one of the girl's twin brothers. So, a few days after sending this video, I remember being called by a friend of mine. And she said, who did you send that video to? Because the entire football team has your video and is sending it around. And, you know, my boyfriend saw it. So instantly I'm mortified and highly confused. Why would he distribute this image created for him? This video was less than five seconds long. And to describe, it is 17 year old me in my shower at home clearly naked because I'm in the shower and it's a quick video a panning video from top to bottom if you know what I'm saying so we just you know you can see full frontal it's it's <laughs> I never thought I would be talking about this so I send the video it's a full frontal little shower clip less than five seconds you would have thought that no one in my town had ever seen a pair of nipples before Everyone in the whole town has this video within a week. Supposedly, the twin sister went on his phone, saw that I had sent the video, was upset about it, told the other girls, sent it to the other girls, sent it to herself, et cetera, et cetera. This video spread faster than a California wildfire. I arrive at a party maybe three weeks later with a friend of mine and her and I go to this party we're hanging out really just more of a hangout sesh with a couple people bonfire type thing and we're enjoying our time we have a couple drinks and she's driving we decide to go home because she's bored and sober and I'm a little tipsy and bored and ready to go home and get some food so we get in the car and we leave and while we are driving home from our party, I get a call from a guy who was at the party and I pick up and he says, hey, you might want to come back real quick because some girl from your school, because this party had been thrown by a kid from a separate rival school, whatever. He said, some girl from your school just showed up. And she's showing everyone this video of you. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. My stomach dropped. I was like, who is it? <laughs> Who's that? Who is it? Who is there at a party to go to the party to spread this video of me around? I mean, this story, honestly, at this point in 2020, it doesn't even sound true because it is so cruel and weird. It's honestly fucking weird. 
this fucking bitch. We're going to call her... <laughs> what can I call her? Uh, hmm. We're going to call her Deanie. So Deanie... This fucking bitch. This girl's really jealous of me. We, we had been friends, but I never felt like we were truly friends because I constantly felt her wishing she was me. I know that sounds a little bit <laughs> egotistical, but I think she wanted my boyfriend, not particularly because he was super hot or anything, but at the time, the guy I was dating was popular for sure. He had lots of friends. He was a weed dealer. He had all the weed, you know, high school shit. This girl was jealous of me. So Deanie shows up to the party and she shows literally a room of 20 people this five-second clip of me in the shower, right? It doesn't even... This story is just fucking ridiculous. So she goes around and shows everyone this video of me. And I contemplate with my friend who is driving, you know, turn around, turn around, let's go back. Like, I'm gonna fuck this bitch up. And... I'm a little, you know, I was drinking. She had not been drinking. And she was like, we're not going back. We're not going back. We can't. You can't play into it. You can't feed into their obsession with you. Who cares? And to preface the situation, this girl who had received the video, this is getting a little complicated. The girl had received the video from the twin sister of the boy who I had sent it to. Everyone had it on their phone at this point. It was in group chats. It was, you know, I don't even know why. <laughs> I think I was the first girl that they ever saw, not only naked in the shower, but I <laughs> licked my finger and like rubbed it on my vagina. This is so, I'm like embarrassed. I'm telling the story alone in my fucking bedroom and I feel embarrassed because I was 17, okay? I was a kid. I was dumb. And I think that's really what, what the obsession was, is people were just like, oh my God, did she just lick her finger and rub her fucking pussy? Like, that is so gross. Oh my God. I mean, it's prude. Anyway, so I find out that this party is basically turning into a screenplay of my five-second naked shower video. I want to go back, but my friend just will not let me. I go home and, I mean, at the time, I'm, I'm angry, but I'm crying. I'm hurt. I'm confused. I had already spoken to the boy who he had been highly concerned about what I was going to do. Um, and at the time, so this is where we're getting to the point. At the time, because I was 17, I knew that I could go to the police station, fuck 12, and I could press charges on everyone who was spreading my video around. Yes, I was in the wrong for sending it in the first place, but I also knew and did my research that me sending it to this boy was not going to get me in trouble the way that that boy and these girls and the other, the whole freaking goddamn football team sending it around. They really, I could have, you know, made it into something else. 
but that's when Entrepreneur Carly was born. I thought, everyone in the school is talking about viewing, trying to get their hands on, trading nudes of other girls to try to get this video of me. Why are they so interested? And I can't answer that question for you necessarily. I think we all like to see people naked, whether we would admit that or not. But I think we're all fascinated, you know, with a sexy woman, sexy person in general. And anyway, entrepreneur me came out to play. And I thought, if the boys, the girls, the brothers, the sisters, they all want to see me fucking naked. If I had charged each person who spread this video of me around $10, I would have made a couple thousand dollars. So... (laughs) This is a very short story from a very long journey, but that is how the idea was sparked to me to sell my nudes. So thank you so much to Deanie and the stupid twins from Cape Cod. Thank you guys. Thank you to everyone who made me feel embarrassed and ashamed of my very sexy body because that shameful, embarrassed feeling motivated me to become closer to myself in a way that I would never allow anyone to make me feel like that again. And I don't recommend um, leaking a nude to try to turn it into a career. And I don't think that at any other time in history would it have worked out as well as it did for me. Um, But I do look at a really hard time as a blessing now to look back and remember how ashamed I felt. I actually transferred high schools because of this video. And, you know, I can laugh about it now, but at the time, this was not funny. I was, I was nearly suicidal from the embarrassment of, you know, feeling like I was, there was something wrong with me because I sent this video. Feeling like, you know, my brother, my little brother is going to find out. They're going to make fun of him that his sister sent a naked video. And at the time, this broke my heart. I didn't I didn't go to my high school for my senior year. I had gone through that school system from kindergarten and I missed out on my senior year. I did not go to the senior prom with them. I did not graduate from that school. Because I was so severely shamed and slut-shamed for sending a video to a boy that I never even kissed. We never hooked up, of course, after all that. And I could have pressed charges, yes. Um, And in some situations, I think it is necessary But for me, I found the strength and luckily I had a support system 
who stuck behind me. And a good example would be my brother for not looking at me any differently and seeing me as a human just like him and not seeing girl or boy or sister or brother and just knowing that I was just a human doing something we all do. Um, and I think my little brother was very mature for that and for, you know, sticking up for me and saying, I don't care. I mean, girls had sent my brother's nudes at that point in his life. He, that's what everyone, I think, was kind of thinking in the back of their head of, why is this so taboo? Why are we so upset that she did this? I don't know. I think, I think my nipples were just a little, you know, they shook up the world. <laughs> And I will say another story we will get into in a different podcast is I ended up getting my nipples pierced because I was bullied so severely of people making fun of my nipples, <laughs> which if you want to see, go sign up, mynudes.com, N-O-O-D-S.com. Um, so I actually got my nipples pierced because I was bullied so badly for, oh, her nipples are weird or why are they shaped like that? <sighs> Sorry, Deanie, I don't have fucking bug bites. There's some chunk behind them. So basically this story is just summing up the fact that the whole reason you're listening to this podcast right now, the whole reason I am who I am and I live in my apartment and I live in Los Angeles is because I chose to take a three second video in my shower and send it to a very, very pathetic boy with a very, very jealous and quite frankly stupid sister <laughs> and this boy he did apologize profusely I will say that I don't know the truth of the story I'm not sure if he threw his sister under the bus necessarily to protect him to maybe throw off the story and have it be like I didn't send it my sister sent it to herself so it's not my fault um, because at the time, this boy was actually, he was 18. I was 17, you know, a few months away from 18. But so the legality of it was that he had just distributed a video of a minor to hundreds of people, if you want to track it back, which they easily can. And I remember being on the phone with him and him damn near crying, <laughs> blaming his dumb sister and saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, you know, of course I bitched him out with every quote in the book. What if this was your sister? And I know your fucking sister would send a nude if she felt confident enough, so I don't know why you're judging me for it. And I will say, uh, Deanie will probably listen to this because she fucking loves me, but the girl who did most of the work in the distribution of this video. She had a vendetta against me, just wishing she had my boyfriend or my fucking ass. I don't know. But this girl who I was friends with got me and another one of my friends got her to, I'm doing air quotations, accidentally post a naked photo of Deanie on Instagram. So this naked photo of her was her sitting on the sink, like looking back into the mirror. So you could see like her bare butt and her bare back, no boobs, but it was a nude, implied nude photo. And she was just 
giggling, tickled pink with the idea of posting it on Instagram and then, you know, doing a post and delete and being like, oh my God, Lucy posted that photo of me and I have no idea. It really was the, it was the original, oh my God, North took my phone and posted this photo before that even happened. Um, She was like, post this photo of me. And, you know, of course it flopped. No one cared. Instagram back then was very different. And I think she was mad. that my little naked clip, uh, it went viral. There wasn't, that word wasn't even really a thing yet. I mean, it was, but just, you know, nothing was what it is in 2020. And I feel really lucky that it it all worked out. And I have tried to find the video. I can't find it. I don't have the phones anymore. Um, Back in the day, there was a chat room of people trying to find it. There was a chat room. There's a lot of them. I'm sorry to burst your bubble if you don't know stuff about how creepy people are out there. But there are chat rooms for different towns, um, different places, different cities, whatever, where creepy men will try to find nude photos of girls from that area and it can be you know as specific as being a particular a particular high school so there was a chat room online of people from my hometown trying to get the video of me which I'm underaged in I will say again um So the video, I believe, maybe was online and then was removed because I reported it as, of course, underage content. This isn't even a video anyone should want to see because looking back at it, it's embarrassing because I'm fucking 17 in that video and now I'm 24. Like, I was a young girl. And of course, there are creepy-ass people who would prefer a young girl to a 24-year-old woman. And that's fucking weird and unsettling for sure. And although I've been able to make peace with the fact that this is my career, it makes me feel empowered. I think I look fucking hot naked, okay? If I could walk around naked in public and not get arrested and or like someone running up and grabbing me or hurting me, I fucking would because I look good and it makes me feel good. I don't like wearing clothes. I would live on a nude beach if I could, but I can't. And and anyway, this whole thing started with a split-second decision that affected my entire life. It made me, every dollar I've made has led back to that moment. And so... When you hear people say things like, oh, their haters were their biggest motivators, I mean, truly, my haters were my startup. They were my startup investors, I'll tell you that. They gave me the idea, they gave me the formula, and I'm so grateful that I sent that fucking nude video. So, the lesson of this, there's a few to take away. I mean, don't send your nudes to boys over text message. Make an OnlyFans with my referral link and make these motherfuckers pay for it. <laughs> and that's it. That's the lesson. I hope you guys enjoyed this story. I will, um, you know, make some more episodes going over 
some things that relate back to this. Now you guys have the preface of how I started doing adult content. I could obviously talk for three hours about, you know, all the different directions we can go with that. But the beginning of the story has now been explained to you. I sent a fucking video to a stupid boy and my entire town was in love with it. (laughs) Obsessed. I went viral and it changed my whole life. So stay tuned for episode number three coming next week. And I'm going to be telling you guys about how I met some celebrities in LA and also some sex capade stories, some stories about a few of my um, crazy, I don't know if I would say crazy, my weird and tantalizing sex capade stories. So you don't want to miss that. Make sure you come back for episode three. And thank you so much for listening. Keep up with me on Instagram, Carly Arbell, and I will talk to you guys in next week's episode. Thank you.